He's a hoop cat semi-emergency session coming at you now. Session 99 with Radio Free Nashville DJP with Buffett coming very soon. Session 100 coming very soon. The Royal Rumble, baby. And, uh, you know, I'm here on this Russell Westbrook shit, but I do have to provide an update. Serge Ibaka was suspended three games for missing yet another safari punch, this time on Marquise Chris. Uh, I feel like if you're going to get suspended three games, you might as well at least hit the nigga. I mean, I think Brandon Ingram hit a nigga and got suspended for, you know, three games. No, Rondo hit a nigga. He definitely got three games. I think uh, Brandon Ingram got like five games. But if you're going to get suspended three games, you might as well hit the, hit the nigga. But Serge Ibaka, stay missing with that safari punch, man. It just stay looking lethal. Like, ooh, if you would have connected with that, that shit would have been lethal. But, you know, yet another what if. But... On to my favorite player in the entire league to hate hard on. And, um, you know, I don't really hate hard on Russell Westbrook and shit because in order to, you know, successfully qualify for hating, I feel like somebody has to be doing something that you're envious of. And instead of uh, internalizing this envy and using it to better yourself, you project it outwardly onto that person and try to throw salt in that game. Nah, I really don't think he's all that good. But probably if you don't know me by now, you don't know this podcast by now i probably just hate hard just to you know fuck with the fans of russell westbrook a little bit same way we do with cowboys fans same way we all do with our local beloved cowboys fans but lo and behold my nigga little rusty has expanded his his range on ill-advised shots all the way to the end of the bench in the case of russell westbrook versus utah uh, yet again um we have Russell Westbrook versus a fan in some type of altercation. I got hit. I woke up to this shit. I was actually watching the game last night and somehow fell asleep on it somewhere a little bit before halftime and woke up to uh, all type of DMs and notifications and stuff saying like, oh, look at what your boy did. Look at what your man's and them did. And I'm like, oh, shit. So, yeah, man, even though Russell Westbrook is having one of the best seasons of his career, he still is having these uh kind of blank out, wild out moments and shit in Utah again. Got all types of history with Utah, the fans in the playoffs last year and everything that kind of um because it seems like utah and the jazz play i mean not utah seems like the jazz and the thunder play each other a lot so they played a bunch of times this season every time i feel like it got a little chippy and everything and then there was the whole you know joe ingles versus paul george thing the ricky rubio versus russell westbrook thing and we are in yet another chapter of it so the story goes, I guess, the some white dude that looks something like a mountaineer says that he told Russell Westbrook to ice his knees, to which Russie responded, it's heat, bitch, to which the mountaineer responded, hey, you're going to need it. And then Russell Westbrook got up, started yelling about fucking him up and fucking his wife up. And we've seen a video of him saying, I'll fuck you up, I'll fuck you up, I'll fuck you up. And little Russie's side of the story is abruptly, he said, get on your knees like you used to, which he also pointed out was some racial shit. And the only thing we can actually be sure of 
thanks to video footage against both of these opposing stories is that little Rusty told this dude, I'll fuck you and your wife up. That's the only thing we could be sure of. Now, real quick, I ain't gonna spend too long on this, but it's a few things to unpack about that. Um, first thing, like, oh, I don't know what to believe. I don't know if we know what to believe and shit. Like, as a light-skinned black nigga in a racially charged period in our society, I'm inclined to believe uh, that through the lens, I'm inclined to look at this through the lens of white dude versus black dude in the media. And if we can't agree that the white dude versus the black dude in the media battle tends to be a little one-sided, we at least know that whenever the white dude versus the black dude in the media happens, it's usually rather messy. Number two, um, the Mountaineer has way more details in his story. Like he said, all right, well, we were going back and forth. He smiled at first. Then I said, ice your knees up. He said, it's heat. I said, you're going to need it. You know, he allows you to see a whole timeline, start to finish, uh, plot, rising action, falling action, uh, climax, all that shit. And let you see how it all played out. Lil Russie was kind of just like, he said, get on your knees, boy. And we all know that's some slave shit. And if my nigga Russie court hearing is anything like his court vision, then it's realistic that Russ could have already been agitated by this ongoing beef with the Utah Jazz as a team, a staff, and a motherfucking organization. And he just green like Gaston, bruh, because it almost sounded like it was more disrespect than Russ was willing to take in Utah. I mean, shit, R- Ricky Rubio proved last year in the playoffs that um, that building, whatever building that they play in, it causes Lil Russie to exercise his rage in the wrong moment on the wrong person. You know, shout out to Ricardo Rubio. Um, But, yeah, okay, so let's say that Lil Russie's threats actually came after the Mountaineer dude actually said some foul ass on your knees nigger racist type shit still ain't gotta threaten a man's wife dog i don't know if i'm just kind of missing the point here but you know don't threaten the man's wife dog unless she chimes in like yeah get on your knees nigger boy well my granddaddy's daddy had your granddaddy's daddy like don't threaten the man's wife dog like streets is way too hot to be a six foot black dude threatening to fuck a woman up in a literal public arena to which i guess you might ask okay bread how else is this black man supposed to react to feeling disrespected by this white man to which i rebut uh, this nigga ain't got no jokes nigga ain't got no jokes like, seriously, the first thing you think of as a millionaire MVP, Jordan Brand marquee athlete is I'll fuck you and your wife up. Like, you couldn't tell him he looked like the racist from the I'm not a racist video. Shout out to Jordan Lucas. Like, you couldn't tell him that he looked like a coach that be betting against his own middle school games or something. Like, you couldn't even Big Willie flex on the nigga like slavery, huh? Ha, I got enough money to buy your next three generations and hire a Mexican part-time to raise them. Like, you couldn't hit him with, 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 with none of that, man. Like, you could tell... Lil Russie is totally that nigga that you can't ever joke with because he fucks up the move going straight for the jugular. 
Like, everybody knows that guy. Like, ha, Rush, you look like Wedge from Class X. Shout out to Keaton Play. And Lil Rush is like, I gave you rehab money for your mama's Xanax edition. You better stop talking to me. Like, I really wonder what it's like for a teammate of his to always have to go like, oh, here we go with this shit again. Like, I don't know, bro. But the biggest thing, aside from all that shit that I just did not like about all of this, because the rest of this shit is kind of up for interpretation and what you how what and how much you choose to believe about it. But the biggest thing I ain't like about this though was how the Mountaineer dude in true subverse subversive Caucasian guy fashion ends his interview off with and this is my wife's first NBA game. Welcome to the NBA, baby. Now, I think he could have perfectly successfully played the victim angle without the welcome to the NBA, baby. But I feel like I psychologically know what that is. That's that I'm really, really mad at you, but I can't actually show it because to do so would threaten my victimhood in the media. Yet I can't resist taking this one last little dig at this nigglet. Because Welcome to the NBA obviously suggests that if you're not familiar with the game the way his wife was not, then this is what you can expect. This is what you're in for. Somebody yelling from the bench that they will fuck you and your spouse up, which is not true. Truth is, there's only, there's literally only one Russell Westbrook in the league. Only one nigga that talks like him, dances like him, dresses like him, and reacts to shit like him, and has the shot selection that he has. Um, don't get me wrong, like, I'm sure there's plenty of players who might react demonstratively, demonstratively in the face of being distracted by a member of the crowd when they there to entertain everybody on some level or another. And I guess whether their reaction is justified or not should be examined on a case-by-case basis. Not uh, all the fans are always the victims. The players are always in the wrong. It can't be that. I think it has to be on a case-by-case basis because every situation carries context. Um, And sometimes fans are real dicks. And it's usually the ones behaving like dicks that are the believable victims doing it to the ones that the media tells to stop playing the victim. This Russell Westbrook incident is just another symptom of a larger issue with the boundaries of what a pan fan is really entitled to. And that issue of fans and their lack of boundaries. I feel like that's a symptom of an even bigger issue of how normal it is in our society for black people to be dealt negative karma and still somehow end up as the bad guy even if you threaten to beat a man's ass and fuck up his wife as collateral damage (sighs) now where did i just get with all of this nowhere really especially not nowhere we haven't been before but this is just what i think easy hoopcast episode 99 with radio free nashville's p will buffett coming soon classes dismissed animalhesa.com